bandwagon. Uh, check, uh. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. Come on, jump on a squad you can't front on. You know we in the building when this theme song come on. Riding with the captain, brother Jay, pragmatic. The mastermind behind it, so you know we gotta have it. Young Promacitos to do it for the people. Keep the show flowing, plus some catchy little jingles. Put it all together, it's a hit. We ain't bragging everybody and they mama jumping on the bandwagon. Uh. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on live. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and watch. Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon. What's going on with your world? Stormy J. Prague, the illustrious one, the bandwagon radio in full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell, subscribe right now so you get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of the Rundown segment here on the Bandwagon Radio, where I, myself, Jay Prague, sits down with artists across the globe, give them a chance to open up about their personal life, and you know before the end of the show, we gotta drop that new heat. All right, got a special guest on the phone lines right now, held all the way from San Diego, California. Got my man Alan B. on the phone lines. What's going on, big dog? Uh, not much, man. Just hanging in there, you know, enjoying the day. I know that's uh, right. Glad to be on the show with you. Man, pleasure, pleasure is all mine, brother. Had a chance to check out the new single, Do You Believe? We're going to talk about that. I'll give you a chance to uh, introduce it a little later on, of course, in the show. And then I'm going to give you some feedback just as a, a music fan, a, a lover of the culture myself. I'm going to just give you some feedback, too, all right? Most definitely. All right. Before we get into all that, though, for all my listeners, let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk to my listeners, open up about, you know, your upbringing. Uh, are you originally from San Diego, California? No, so uh, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, a lot of my family, um, I have about about 500 plus cousins out there. Uh, so <laughs> the Allen family is pretty big. Uh, but uh, my roots are all spread all, all around. Um, I grew up, um, I wound up moving from uh, Louisiana to Los Angeles when I was about seven. Okay. And uh, pretty much I stayed there and um, finished up high school. And then I uh, went to college at uh, Southern University, okay. All Black College. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I've been all around. And then um, after college, I started my own. Uh, well, I created my own performing art form, Alter Ego, which is like a, a dancing uh, performing art form with my fellow friend uh, Leela Hanstein the Fourth, who's also a musician. Okay. Um, went to Hollywood. There. Um, didn't really understand about monetizing things uh, as far as my, my dancing and stuff at the time, although dancing was big during the 06, 07 era. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I took some time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And, and then I joined the Navy back in uh, 2009. And I've been in the United States Navy ever since. And uh, I took it upon myself uh, because I'm going to be getting out soon due to some health issues. I told myself, you know, I need to get back into the music and do what I love. Uh, and making the music for the people. Right, right. So that now, full circle, full circle now, you, you found the space you want to be in. 
now you're really uh i guess you could say investing into that space um we got the new single do you believe what what was the actual purpose as the creator of this record what was the purpose of this record in your mind well that, that came as a vision to me uh do you believe i sung that song because um one i got the southern roots but but two it was more of do you believe everything that people tell you in everything that you see um you can apply that to anything that somebody tells you on a day-to-day basis your kids for instance Mm -hmm. um do your kids believe everything that you say or did you believe everything that your parents told you Mm -hmm. do you believe everything that you hear on tv and what people are portrayed on the news do you believe everything that people tell you is actual fact and if you don't believe it are you doing research are you trying to find out more about that of what you don't know ever since i was a young kid i always wanted to learn more about life and learn about things that i didn't know and gain wisdom mm-hmm. and so when i made that song it was more of a vision and more of a message of do you believe what you're telling me and what you really see and why you're lying to me mm. so very thought provoking you your, your goal is to to make them think make people think of course uh, i want i mean to me music is like a when you're making a song it, it's like your own little personal book for three minutes two minutes right so when i have that time am i using that time wisely i know i have to gain the attention of people um and i produce all my own songs and music and i write however you know when my time is gone, I want to be known for somebody who's leaving messages behind versus somebody who's making hot tracks that everybody can jam, jam to. You know, I, I want to be multifaceted in what I do um, in life as a whole. Mm-hmm. So an EP or album is your book. You know, what books are you leaving behind musically for people when they hear you? Dope, dope, dope. So... Talk to us a little bit about the the project, the Gypsy King. I, I want to talk about the Gypsy King a little bit here. What can the people expect from that project? And then why did you title it, entitle it Gypsy King? Okay, well, so Gypsy has uh, a couple of different meanings. So Gypsy is a mysterious person, uh, which many people may not understand about, and they come from different parts of the world, and they're considered nomads or free-spirited people. Uh, I feel like I'm a traveler. I feel like I'm one with the people. So I, I named it that as a resonance of someone who I am. And then King, well, everybody knows a king is a leader, a leader of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be in different ways. Um, so that's why I named it that. The titles of the songs come from different aspects of how I wanted to just envision people to hear and understand things as a whole. So AI technology that song is an informational song about what's going on in the world around us and how AI technology is pretty much taking over everything that we do, everything we see, and everything that's around us uh, in the world globally. Uh, I created Road Rage because Road Rage, well, that, that came from a real life experience of somebody cutting me off on the 94 out here in San Diego mm. and almost caused me to crash my car. And um, I had the music playing in the background of the song as an instrumental and uh and then i just pretty much say i feel like a truck driver today uh while i was in my suv and then the words came to me so that song mm-hmm. came from that dance hall king uh pretty much i have some uh 
another side of my family that's Jamaican. So I got some Caribbean roots. And um, when I hang out with them, you know, they always say, hey, man, what's up, man? <laughs> you know, what the bomb got? So I hear that. They be cooking the jerk chicken, yes, curry goat, you know. So I be eating all that good food, you know, man. And, yeah, uh, man, yeah, man. And, <laughs> and so uh, that's, that song pretty much came from uh, that, that element. And I wanted to do some dance hall EDM mix type music, too. Just so people can understand, I can, I can work with any genre of music. Um, do you believe? I already explained that to you. That that just reflected how I felt in my life about information and what could be applied to you mm-hmm. as a whole in the world. Zena's Moon. Well, that song I made that track actually in 2011 when I was out in the middle of the ocean on the George Washington aircraft carrier um, on my computer. So I made that song a long time ago and um, I was in the birthing area and a couple of guys who are a couple of sailors I work with, they heard the the beat and uh, they was, they was dancing to it. And then years later, I just made the song about marijuana since it's more acceptable now. Um, Culturally, that's why I put the song out a little bit later on and Bitcoin. uh, The last song, well, that, that song is pretty much self-explanatory. A lot of people, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, J. Pride do not understand cryptocurrency or what it's about and how to use it. Um, I, I myself have some Bitcoin and I've been able to buy plenty of things. I probably made about 11 purchases using Bitcoin um, and you can pretty much buy anything you want and it's untraceable. So besides cash, that's the only amount of money I could think of cryptocurrency that you can buy without being uh, traced. Right, 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 right. So you educating on throughout the whole project that the listeners definitely can can be inspired and educated on some things culturally. Even. Of course, um, you know, I was a boot camp instructor also in the Navy. I did that for three years. I had to teach 180 people uh, either three hours a day or six hours a day at a time. And um, over time, what I realized was while I was teaching, I wasn't just teaching my people. I was teaching everyone. And then I felt obligated to make sure I sent the proper messages to people, not to just talk like some people when you're in the military, they they like to belittle people in those type of environments. My goal was to get people to understand the purpose of why you're there and what you're doing and not to forget about your family and yourself while you're in the military. So a part of me still has that concept of helping people out to understand and maybe hit those those uh, light bulbs in the minds to let people know, hey, if you're losing focus, focus on yourself, but focus on what's really going on and what's important in the world. And really, to me, what's important is family and taking care of people around you in your inner circle and, and passing the right messages. I mean, we all can make money, and money is very important in life, but you can't take that money with you when you're dead. That's a fact. That's a fact. Nah. Talking to my brother right now, my man, Alan B., San Diego, California, by way of the 504, New Orleans. Um, let's talk a little bit about your style, because you have a very unique, mysterious style. Um, and, and I get a spoken word, even background, from listening to you. Uh, to what do you attribute this style to? Um, I, my, my father was a great storyteller. So my other, my mom was, too. I'd say... It's, it's probably from being from the South. My mom's from Mississippi and my dad's from New Orleans. So uh, growing up as a kid, I would always hang around the older folks. 
Um, and they would always tell me stories and I'd always listen. And throughout my life, I would always listen to people who had the wisdom and I would just connect with those people because what I learned is when people are giving good information, you might want to keep your mouth closed and just listen. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can take a piece of that information with you, mm-hmm. even if you know it or you don't know it. And that's helped me out a lot throughout my life. And um, I'm always learning, you know, uh, I'm always constantly learning and paying forward the information that I learned to to other people. Okay. Now, how's your area responding to the record right now? How, how would you say your area of, say, the 504 and even San Diego, how are they responding, your people around you, the networks around you? Uh, okay, so I, I live in a pretty big, large, like, uh, complex, um, and a lot of my neighbors, they all know I do music, so, you know, they, they definitely show me love and stuff. Um, I had one of my neighbors at the Jacuzzi, uh, last night told me he liked three of my songs, or three of my records. Um, and then he told me the other three were like, you know, they were okay. And that's, and that's great. As long as I'm continuing the messages, um, mm-hmm. in New Orleans, I mean, my family members, they listen to it. I would say the Midwest, the UK, uh, Germany overseas okay. is where I'm getting a lot of love from. Um, I, I understand, you know, in the United States, it's, it's more of the trip pop mm-hmm. or the trap pop you know, uh, music style and every, every style in, in the world globally has its own era, especially in America, right? We have different eras for different times, disco, pop, uh, you know, we have R&B, we have rap, now we got trap. And every, every, every time period, decades or two are going to go through different eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is just to sustain making good music and making music through time because I understand this is not a sprint it's a marathon especially if you want to be in in the music industry for for years to come right now definitely makes sense um let me give you a little feedback what i thought about the record uh do you believe uh just like i said as a as an avid fan myself of the culture of the music um very unique and mysterious as i said earlier i I gotta put that out there uh thought-provoking lyrics i love that um definitely have like an original sound and vibe um simple beat was used on this but it 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 complemented it because it allowed you to really go in on the lyrics on the verbiage um was that the purpose by the way i wanted to ask that too oh yeah so so um a lot of people don't know this but uh so some of the music that i made uh like road rage ai technology um Aside from Dancehall King, because it has a lot of different transitions, I, I, I learned from different producers that I talked to, uh, just keep it simple sometimes. And that's what I did for that. I just kept it simple. I just used a couple of different patterns, a mm. little, a couple of sounds. And I wanted to make it kind of like, you know, like an ice cream truck has that same melody. Mm. I just wanted to make it sound. It's not really even like I played the instrumental out in town like people don't even know it's actually a song it just sounds like sound right right, right. so that's what I, I my my image on that was let me play something where i could just do my voice and you know go hard on the song yeah. um a lot of times we listen to dope beats which are great i love transitioning songs and i have a lot of songs i made like that but sometimes you just need to hear the artist 
right. like you said, it may be like a spoken word form, mm-hmm. so you can get the message across uh, a lot better, and then you can hear the the artist's voice come out more in different ways. And I understand that the, the beat loops around, but they used to do that in the '90s too mm-hmm. <laughs> with music. No, I definitely picked up on that, and, and that's why I wanted to ask that question for our listeners to get an understanding from uh, you, the being the creator and the artist, too, because I definitely picked up on the fact that the beat was simple or a simplistic beat on purpose because you wanted people to focus more on the words and what you're saying and the content. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and that's the greatest part I love about music because I know uh, when I, whenever I share my music with different people, I'm going to get a lot of mixed criticism. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, good or bad, I'll take it all because honestly, that means you're listening, right, you're right, paying right, attention. Right, right. And, and, and and you know, um, you know, if I'm not making music to the standard of people, what they think is hot, that's fine. That's that's great. Um, but that's why I'm an artist, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not a, considered a rapper. I, I consider myself as an artist. I'll do every type of genre possible. Because just like an actor, actors go out right. to do different roles. Right. Just as an artist should do different music in different ways, if you can, possible. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Um, so the Do You Believe record has a lot of good things going on. I thought the uh, the hook was very catchy as well. Um, you have like a hypnotizing energy about the record. Very hypnotizing. Um, and, and we just talk about the spoken word uh, vibe, of course. Um, so it's a lot of great things going on with the record. I think you explained it very well um, from an artistry standpoint and an actor playing different roles. I mean, you're supposed to have, you're supposed to play around with different things. You're supposed to try different things. You're supposed to step outside the box. That's what an artist is. You know, he's willing to try anything. He's willing to, you know, uh, step outside that box, step over the fence and try something new. Um, something unexpected. So I think it's a lot of good things going on. I actually do live music and spoken word events, so I was able to connect um, with the thought-provoking lyrics um, that you were laying out. So um, a lot of good things going on. I, I think the main message you just gave is that, you know, having different ears listening and getting all types of feedback, at least they're listening. That means you, you're putting your ear to it and you're, you're being open-minded from the gate. So already that's a win just to get people to listen. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of good things going on. Brother, you got crossover potential with it as well. I mean, you you really saying something. It's got substance in it. So I say keep pushing your messages forward, brother. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Now, let me ask you this question. As, a, as an artist now, who are some of those artists that you studied or, or musicians or even spoken word artists? Like who are some of those creatives out there that kind of inspired you? All right. Uh, so I, I would say everybody in my family would easily say it'd be Michael Jackson, um, it'd be James Brown, um, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Uh, I studied Timberland, okay. RZA. Um, Production side. I would, yes, yes, definitely. Uh, uh, definitely Master P. Um, just on on the, the business, the business side. side. Yeah. Um, I would say Lionel Richie. Mm. Gap Band, mm. Lamb of God, mm. uh, Vibes Cartel, okay, uh, Busta Rhymes, Q-Tip. Eclectic uh, vibes in here, okay. I mean, you know, Jay Dilla, uh, Mouse, uh, Beast by the Power, KLC, mm. okay. uh, DJ Quick, 
Ice Cube, Danger Doom. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, it, I mean, you know, Aretha Franklin. You know, I mean, anybody. I mean, Prince. I mean, a lot of different artists. I, I listen to not just R and B and pop, but like going back into the fifties and sixties. Like I said, with the James Brown era, Bob Marley uh, around there, the Spinners. I listen to all those people and the music that they made and the tempos and the timing and, and get, got more of an understanding. Okay, this music make you dance and move. As I stated, you know, I created my own performer art form, so I was really a dancer. Mm-hmm. And what kind of helped me out is that I have great, excellent timing with movements and dance. So I was able to move that to dancing and playing music together. So when I was able to do my timing, I talked to a musician. He said that dancers have, they listen to music on a, a different octave than musicians play. And so I was like, they do it. And he told me a while ago, it was a rock rocker I used to perform with um, called Bar- Barosa Guns. Barosa Guns out in Louisiana. I used to perform with a rock band when I used to, I used to uh, dance. Okay. And they told me that, like I stated, uh, we listen to music or hear music at a different octave. And that always stuck in my head. So then when I started making music, I understood the timing when I started working with different producers. So now that I make my music, my timing is always key. Before I even start off anything, whether it's drums, strings, or whatever instrument, I'll start off and make sure the timing's right. If I use percussions, drums, anything, I make sure the timing's right first, and then I can add all the other instruments and layer it out. And it's real simple for me because I'm a dancer, so I know the tempos on how to make music and how to make people move and groove. Yeah, I bet that dancing side does lend a lot of help uh, from the artist standpoint. Um, most people have that in their arsenal, uh, but I've, I've I've known it mainly to be like dancing usually is 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 one of those things that people have like kind of started with even before they got into rapping or singing or you know any of the other talents so uh, how is that being a dancer transitioning in talk to us a little bit explain that to us because you already have the entertainer and performance part of it from the dancing background so how does that transition into the 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 vocal side well well one um you, you got to work out. That's the first thing. Because <laughs> uh, when, you, when you dance, like some people, like when I used to perform and practice on my art form, I would, and this is this is years ago, but I would I would probably dance about 20 to 30 songs in a row without stopping. And I might get some water, but that's how hard I would practice. Mm. And, and, then, and then I would transition over to try to do, like dance to the words and move to the words of the song. So since I was able to start doing that, because that's my performing art form style, uh, for me, it's really easy. All I have to do is just move the way I want to uh, through the sound and the timing. is It's not even a it's not even a thought. You know, it's really effortless for me to, to move and dance at the same time while performing. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, you just got to stay in shape. I'll run around the neighborhood, jog and dance and sing, you know, as, as loud as I can or as best as I can. But I'm always jogging and dancing to, to prepare for you know performance yeah. and uh i don't know that's what the people want to see people want to see real performers perform and i'm not saying that's what we don't see anymore but that's where you make your bread and butter as an artist okay. uh, in my opinion you know you can be gifted and have the voice you know in the studio 
but people want to see in real life if you can really get down like that. No auto-tune, no nothing. People want to see if you can get down. And uh, that's what I do. I get down. You heard him. You heard him. Alan B. on the phone lines right now. San Diego, California, by way at a 504, New Orleans. Um, what, what, what's some of those things that are, like, very important to you when it comes to releasing your music? I like to ask artists this question just to kind of get a sense of that business uh, savvy. Um, what are some of those things or key elements or, uh, of when it comes to releasing your projects, those things that are top-tier importance to you? Okay, first, first and foremost, uh, making sure everybody knows about it, right? So I have to make sure that every, before before it even comes out, I'm making sure that people understand I'm working on the project. I want to let people know, hey, I got this coming out. I'll give samples. I'll give snippets of what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I get a TikTok Live, the Instagram, use all the social media outlets possible and resources available to me uh, as an independent artist. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand I don't have you know the resources quite yet as somebody else who's signed to a major label where they're able to have people shake and move and do those things put in place. However, being seen and being heard in different places and, and making sure that people can see you is the key. So whether I go to Balboa Park to perform uh, some weekends or during the week or go to Santa Monica at the Santa Monica Pier to perform live in front of people or at the Promenade, or if I'm doing things on sessions, doing a live performance um, through the internet online, I want people to know, like, what you're seeing, you're seeing me give you everything I have um, in front of you, and I'm not going to hold anything back. So people know if they see me live or they see me online that they're going to get the real deal. They're going to get me performing the whole song with energy and, and, and full effect. And, um, and I'm not there to waste anybody's time. Because I know people's time is very important, mm. but making sure that they see me uh, performing at my level and feel the energy. That's what I want people to get my energy to them with my music. Okay. Now, what's up and coming for you? What's on the verge? What should our listeners be on the lookout for with Alan B? All right, so I have another single coming out. It's called Apple Music. <laughs> um, I have to be very strategic with these titles, but uh, Apple Music is basically talking about how Grey Goose, the drink Grey Goose or alcohol in general, can get you loose. Mm-hmm. And that you don't be confused when, you, when you're either drinking it or don't be confused by the message of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, in the song, I'm shouting out JSU, TSU, all the, a lot of the black colleges, uh, and primetime Deion Sanders was... One of my favorite athletes yes, sir. Uh, of all time. Yeah, man, prime time, man. I'm glad that brother went out to JSU mm-hmm. to show love, man. He made a big move. Big you know, move. He made a big move. For the culture. And, um, absolutely. And he's still dealing with uh, issues there, you know, um, at JSU. But he's holding on as, as much as he can. But uh, he's making a move uh, just like I stated where – he, he's making a move that he didn't have to do. He, right. He's jumping outside his comfort zone. Right. And um, that's what I want people to understand. you got to jump outside your comfort zone uh, a lot of times to, to get to that next level of success. Um, but, yeah, Apple Music is coming out soon. Um, I'll probably release that track maybe in another month. And um, I have two more EPs coming out, Space Genie and um, Universe 7. 
So those are two other EPs I have. I've also written some songs for a, a platinum artist, a five times platinum artist and two times Grammy nominated artist, Nautilus Ruby. Um, I have a AI technology. I wrote that song and uh, I have a remix with her on it. Okay. Uh, that'll be coming out soon too. Make sure our listeners on the lookout for it. How can they tap in with you? Go ahead and get about your social media real quick. Okay, so um, on Instagram, you can uh, you can check me out on Allen B Music five zero four, and on TikTok, you can reach me at Allen B Music. There it is. Talking to my man Allen B right now, San Diego, California, by way of New Orleans. Go ahead, introduce that new single for the people real quick, family. Hey, look, Alan B. over here just letting you all know, hey, come check me out. Um, Alan B. Music, it's available everywhere. Go to alanbmusic.com, check out the music, um, and it'll be available. I have merchandise for sale as well, but for my people, I want them to know that I make music for you all um, because music, as I stated, is it's your legacy in your mind and a book about your life and your story and about what you do. And that's my opinion, but everybody makes music for different reasons. That's a fact. That's a fact. Alan B. right there on your radios. We about to pump up the new single right now. Do you believe you're listening to it right now for the first time? The Bandwagon Radio. Turn it up. Let go. Why do you keep lying? 
saying to me The truth ain't what it seems to be Why do you keep lying to me? Believe. Yeah. Do you believe? 
to telling me.